Hey, what up, Long Beach? Welcome back to your favorite local sports podcast. This show is part of our partnership with the Long Beach Post and is brought to you by our fine sponsors led by Naples Rib Company, of course. Check out the 562.org for all of your local sports coverage. But this is a special podcast because the Millican Rams softball program is back in the CIF Southern Section Championship game for the first time since 2005. Milliken will take on Mission Viejo Friday night at 6.30 p.m. in Irvine at Barber Park. They're doing the championship day there. Milliken Mission Viejo is the last game, and it's been uh, it's been a crazy season for the Rams. I mean, they won that championship in the Moore League last year, and they repeated this year. But, you know, they started with new coaches, Michelle Lear and Mike Mathis, coming in, taking over the program. They then lose their ace, Victoria Byram, midseason in a loss to their rival Lakewood. But pitcher Ava Schaffel stepped up, took over that spot in the circle, and led the Rams to their second consecutive Moore League title. An energetic bunch, an excitable bunch, they're just fun to be around. So I went to their final practice on campus at Milliken on Thursday. They were doing an inter-squad scrimmage to tune up for Friday's championship game. And Coach Lear was uh, gracious enough to pull the starters a little bit at a time just to make sure that I could interview a few of them in the dugout. So the first voice you'll hear is Coach Lear talking about this team and what they've been able to do to get to this championship game. And then the rest of it is just the players talking about what a magical season it's really been. Coach Lear going to be the first to join us. We're actually going to go back and do the interviews with the kids while you guys are practicing. But how do you think practice went today? Preparing for that game championship style tomorrow. I went good. Things are uh, loose right now, which is good. Uh, Girls are having fun. I kind of think there's a little bit of a, uh, you know, sentimental value of today being our very last practice um, as a team uh, until next year, of course. Uh, but it went good. Pitchers were uh, throwing live, giving girls opportunities to have some live at-bats, which is great. Uh, it should prepare us for tomorrow's game. Talk a little bit about those pitchers. Uh, Victoria Byram and Ava Schaffel, both coming from completely different backgrounds, completely different types of pitchers, completely different types of people. But you guys have worked them together so well as Vic's come back from her injury. What, what was the key to making sure that you had them both at the top of their game here in the playoffs? Uh, I think, honestly, uh, early on, uh, I just made sure that I really focused on the fact that I think that they're both exceptional pitchers. Um, I kept reminding them that I didn't believe that we can go this far without the two of them. I think, you know, we're we're really fortunate to have two aces in my book. And I think once you can get them to believe in that, knowing that if, hey, one of them has an off day, you've got another teammate to step in and close the door for you. That's got to be a really comforting feeling for any pitcher. Uh, allows them, I think, to pitch a little bit more relaxed and not so stressed. And I think it's worked to our benefit. You guys have a lot of different types of bats in the lineup. They attack their at-bats differently. Why has it been able to work so well when you guys aren't trying to do kind of just one thing, you know, small ball, whatever it is? You know, I think really our focus on offense this year has been able to get our batters to be more um, experienced hitters for the outside pitch. Uh, as, as we usually dominate a lot on the outside pitching wise, uh, we've noticed that it's a big hole. You know, I think there's a, there's a lack of focus on teaching batters how to properly drive the pitch on the outside part of the plate or even into the river. And we've probably the last two months, it's been our main focus to be able to work inside and outside. And I think it's helped these girls to become a more mature, mature hitter and um, to compete against the top pitching that we've seen. If you had to explain to somebody who had never seen you play this year, 
why you're in the championship game. What would you tell that person? I mean, for starters, I think anytime someone walks into a program and they have um, a lot of talent, right? Talent is great. But getting them to be able to gel as a team and like believe in each other are two separate things. Um, not only that, but then walking in as a first-time coach. Um, Mike and I knew that what this what this program had. This is why we came. We knew that they had a lot of depth and a lot of talent. Um, I think that getting them to believe in um, what we want to be able to what this what we want this team to achieve was um, the struggle at the beginning, right? Um, so I think once they started to figure out that we recognize the skill set that we had and how we wanted to align everything, they started to kind of buy into the process. Um, and then just always reiterating that this is a team sport. There is not one star on this team. There's really not. Um, offensively, I feel like we have like half of our lineup are big impact hitters, right? That's not heard of. Usually most teams, you got two girls that will carry the weight. And I feel like in our lineup, we have five. Um, and then, you know, I think they've recognized that everybody feels valued. Um, they understand that we see what they can contribute, whether it's small ball or big power hits or reducing those more um, deep fly balls into more line drives. Offensively, I feel like this team has probably hit the best even the previous years. Um, I don't know if they brought the kind of offensive power that we've, we have this year. And I think a lot of times timing is everything. And I feel like we're just peaking at the right time. Yeah, finally, what do you know about this Mission Viejo team? What's, what's the key to victory for you guys? Uh, I know that they've got some um, some good bats. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say that they're a big power team, but I think they have a lot of consistency in their lineup. Um, so I'm thinking I'm facing. We're facing girls that hit high for average. Um, pitching wise, uh, I, I think that the pitcher is skilled because she has good location, good control. She pitches with good velocity, but she's not going to blow anybody away. Um, but she spins the ball really well, right? And that's probably been the key to her success is, you know, command and spin. Um, so we know it's going to be a good game no matter what. We don't we don't think we're going to walk walk in and just walk all over Mission Viejo. Um, we've got the same mindset like we did against, um, you know, South Hills, La Habra, um, our last team, you know, we just, we faced Centennial. We knew that we were the underdogs. We knew we'd have to play our best. Um, uh, we knew we have to limit the errors and even some games we did not do that. Right. Um, but we're not taking them lightly. We're walking and feeling like we're definitely the underdogs and we have something to prove. So now we're joined by pitcher Victoria Byram. One hell of a season because it probably was the last thing you thought would happen. You don't pitch half the season, but now you guys are in the CIF championship. That's got to be odd, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not a surprise. We have a really solid team. So I'm definitely not surprised we made it all the way to CIF. So take me back to the beginning of this year. You know, you had high expectations, but you also had a new coach. How did you and your team fix yourselves in order to fit into the box that, that this group of coaches wanted you to be in? Um, we definitely got used to the coaching staff. It took us a little bit just to get used to how they were coaching I guess you could say and we definitely it helped to shape our team definitely and like make us a stronger more put together team so it definitely has helped like the way that we have been playing you're still a youngster so you probably don't have this many moments in your life that really change stuff but take me back to that game against against Lakewood it's the last inning you go to make that last play and you injure your knee how did that how, how did that feel in that moment 
knowing now that what you know that you that you were able to get back onto the field but how did it feel in that moment where did you think this might be the end of my season um i definitely got scared because it wasn't even my knee it was sort of like my calf like behind my knee oh, okay. where it was so it definitely was a scary moment because I fielded the bunt and I went to go and like try and throw the ball and as soon as I went to try and throw the ball that's when like it all hit me what I was feeling and I just felt like sort of my leg just freeze and I definitely thought that was like the end of like my softball like definitely like career in high school it was a scarce moment but as when I got all my doctors, like all of that stuff, they helped me out and they told me it's not going to be that bad. Like you can be back by the end of the season. It was definitely a relief. So during that moment, I was, I was so scared, definitely. How did you get out of that fear and get back into the like making that fear drive you? Because like every single game you were in uniform, when Shaft was in the circle, you were throwing, right? We knew, we had already talked to Coach, that you probably weren't going to throw in that game. But it looked like you were, like, always kind of keeping yourself ready. How did you put the fear behind and move forward? Um, Kind of like my freshman year when I had a really bad injury with my TCL and, like, my MCL on my right knee. I definitely lost, I guess you could say, some hope. But this injury, knowing it wasn't that bad, it just made me want to fight back even more and just gain muscle and stay on track to the goal that I was trying to reach. So just throwing some bullpens or like even keeping my arm loose, like two days after my injury, I still went out and threw with my dad. I didn't use any of my legs. I just threw with my arm because I wanted to stay on tra- like track just in case because you never know. So just not giving up in myself and having hope, definitely. And staying positive, right? I'm sure yeah. staying positive. Is this the type of group, this team, the type of group that it makes it easy to stay positive? Oh, 100%. My team is so supportive. Like. 10 minutes after the game, everyone was texting me, are you okay, Victoria? Go to the doctors as soon as possible, all of this stuff. So this is definitely a really big, like, supportive team. If someone goes down, you know, we're right there asking, even asking the doctors, the parents, like, if they're all okay. So we're a very supportive team. So speaking of emotions and taking me to a moment, take me to the moment at South Hills. You guys are in the quarterfinals. You are called upon to come into a pretty hairy situation there in the first inning, and then you end up going the distance, leading your team to the win to get to the semifinals. But when you take that ball and you go to the circle for the first time in, what was that, almost two months, more than two months, what's that feel like? Um, I honestly, in the beginning, I was a little shaky, you know, warming up pitches. My girls were like, oh, you're like shaking me. I'm like, you know, I'm a little nervous, but just believing in myself really helped me and like, thinking of it as just another game because that's literally what it is another game so I just trusted myself and definitely like again with like the mental aspect of being a pitcher I was just telling myself I'm the best pitcher I'm the best pitcher and that definitely helped me a lot because when you have negative thoughts in the circle your pitching game goes down and just not being back in such a long time just telling myself I'm the best I'm the best it really helped my game a lot so so you worked really hard while you weren't able to be in the circle for your team, you know, every week, every, every big game. Did you notice a difference in yourself physically, mechanically, any, anything when you got back into the circle and, and, and were taking it? Honestly, I think I got better. I definitely got, like, more spin on my pitches and more speed because I definitely had more time to just work on, like, my mechanics because before I was just pitching. And definitely with that break, I focused more on my spin and just – building muscle, being ready for whatever happens. Obviously, championship game Friday, everybody wants to win it. That's the whole point of everybody's season, right? But that notwithstanding, when you look back on this season without thinking about the playoffs or the championship game, what are you going to remember most from this season and this group of girls? I'm just going to remember us definitely coming together on the Lakewood game where Ava was pitching and just believing in Ava 
That was really a big game, especially since it's her first Lakewood game. Even the second Lakewood game, because you were out after getting injured in the first one, and she had to pitch. Yeah, we definitely all just came together as a group and just believed in each other, and it was definitely a really big game. Like, it was truly, like, all of us in that game. And your dugout was probably the loudest dugout of the season yes. that night. Ever since that game, we've been loud, like, even louder. South Hills, like, we were so loud. I think that game really, like, started off everything for us. What do you think that is? What do you think that is about softball and the louder the dugout, almost the better the team plays? I've, I've covered this sport for a long time, and it seems to be true from the very beginning. If you've got an into-the-game dugout, you're going to be in the game. Yeah, definitely we feed off of each other's energy. So just all of us being loud, you know, being loud together, our cheers, it just it feeds on to the field and how we play and just us being very loud and all that stuff. It just helps how we play, definitely. Joining us now is pitcher Ava Schaffel, going to take the ball Friday night against Mission Viejo. How has the week of practice gone for you? Um, honestly, I think it's gone great. We did live on Tuesday. I did a couple innings or an inning there. Um, I've been working in the bullpen. Um, and yeah, I just, it's been great. So this season did not go as planned. Obviously, you guys thought you could hopefully make a playoff run and get to the championship game. But you definitely think, didn't think, oh, man, I'm going to have to be the ace for half of this season. When you got called on to do that when Victoria went down, what was your first thought? Um, well, I know Victoria did absolutely amazing last year, and she did amazing in the beginning of the season. I knew I just had to step in, and, like, she did great last year, so I knew I needed to do great this year so we could, like, win, I guess. So you needed to almost follow in her footsteps. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. That's difficult because she was, she was yeah. pretty good. What did you learn by watching her be so good? Um, well, she has phenomenal spin. Like, even when I, like, hit off of her and, like, practice here, it's, like, it blows my mind. So I knew that she was, like, a rise ball pitcher and her rise ball is phenomenal so I knew I just needed to get my rise ball and if I just stayed up there then I'd be fine. When you talk about those different pitches and stuff when you're doing weeks of practice up into a huge game are you concentrating on one pitch to really work on maybe because of a scouting report of an opponent or are you just really trying to get the full repertoire ready? Well I know through this whole season my rise ball is like I've been dependent on my rise ball so I'm always working that but we're, our coaches are really good at like getting the scouting report for like teams before we play them so just like what they've like their pass of like what they hit and what they don't hit I just work on those pitches. So in those big games specifically the one against Lakewood that first Lakewood game you started after after Vic went down uh, you know when you're dealing with all of those emotions how do you deal with it how do you keep your emotions in check in those big games? Well, I just try and stay focused, and if I'm not having something, I just go to, like, another pitch. And my team behind me, every single one of them, they're just so supportive. And if I'm struggling, Ari or someone will come up to me and just talk me through it. Coach Lear does the, uh, does the numbers, calling out the pitch, the defense, and all that stuff. Do you like that? On my travel ball team, we do, like – my coach gives the signs to the catcher, and then she just gives me a number. So it's different, like coming from travel ball to high school, but now I'm like so used to doing the numbers that it's fine. Why do you think you guys work so well together in her calling your pitches for you? Because when you communicate on the field every time I've seen, it really seems like you guys are on the same page. Yeah, I mean, I think just because we've been, uh, we've worked together like so much, like this season's been like every game we've worked together, I think she just knows what I have. And when something's not working, she knows, and she knows what pitch to call when something's not working. You guys have won a lot of variety of games. You want to blow out at home, you want to walk off at home, you want to close one on the road, you want to, not a blowout, but you know, a wider margin on the road. 
Why do you think you've been so good in so many different types of games in the clutch? Well, I think we're just so, um, so our team is so close. It doesn't matter where we go, who we play. We're just always going to have our best. Catcher Cami Lara joining us now. Boy, you're having a big week. We talked about this last night at the uh, celebration signing day spaghetti dinner thing you guys had here on campus. Obviously the championship game on Friday and then prom on Saturday. You're one of the few seniors on this team. So uh, like I said last night, how, how are you keeping your emotions in check? Um, honestly, I'm just not trying to like make it like a huge like deal. I'm trying to just keep it how we've been doing it, just taking it game by game. Just not trying to like put too much thought into it and just play how we've been playing. Hey, yeah, how have you been playing? If you had to tell somebody who had never seen this team play why you're in the championship game, what, what would you tell them? I think a big part is uh, our energy. Like we've had like, I don't know if you've noticed, but like during CIF, like our energy has been, like the whole season our energy has been crazy. And I think like keeping a positive energy and everyone like working together, it's helped us a lot on the team. Like it's helped us a lot to keep going. I, I was talking to Vic about it. She, we said, it's probably since the Lakewood game. Yeah. When she's down, Shaf has to step in and pitch. You guys were the loudest team. I mean, one of the louder dugouts that I've heard in a while, and it just continued from there. Yeah, uh, even in the South Hills game, like, we got a warning because we were, like, all out on the field. Like, we just can't hold it in. Like, we have to be, like, it's, like, it's so exciting. And, like, we haven't done this in a long time, so it's really cool to, like, be here with this team. I, I talked to Shaf about it a little bit. Why do you think that is in softball? Why in softball? Like, in baseball is almost the complete opposite, yeah. right? It's the ones that are, like, dialed in. When you guys get crazy, you get better. And you've probably been doing that your entire softball career. Yeah, I think the energy helps, like, it's contagious. Like, once you see someone over here, like, going crazy, then you go crazy. So it's, like, I think that helps us on the field because, like, you feed off. Like, everyone just feeds off of that, and it just helps us, like, keep going. So your time here at Milliken, obviously, is kind of ending right now. And like you said, don't want to think about it. I want to just yeah. keep playing and all that stuff. But, you know, when you think about playing softball at Milliken, what, what are some of the first things that come to mind? Not necessarily the final scores or what happened on the field, but just you were a softball player at Milliken. What's that like? Uh, it's it's I don't get emotional talking about it because, oh, but honestly, like it's been such a great experience. Like I've like some of my best friends, like for life, I met on this team. So it's just like to leave it, like to know I'm leaving it, it's uh, it's hard to think about, but I'm really excited for the next chapter and I loved playing here. Well, you, as a senior, one of the only ones on this team, you know, how did you kind of take that leadership role? Was it kind of forced on you because you are, you know, in a class that's a little bit smaller? No, I think, I mean, honestly, like, I feel like everyone is the same. Like we all kind of just like respect each other and like, it's not hard to lead this team because we're all like, we're all like get along really well. So it's not really like, we're like bossing people around. It's just like, I guess like some people, they, some pe like leaders at the up underclassmen could look up to. Okay, last thing, as a senior, you've been here the longest. That means you played with more other Milliken softball players than any of these other girls. Mm -hmm. There's gotta be some softball players who came to Milliken who are not gonna be able to play in that championship game on Friday, but who did a lot of things here that made that possible. Are there some other players from the past, maybe girls who graduated last year or the year before that, who you'd like to shout out, who will be there with you in spirit, you know what I mean, on, on Friday night, but actually won't be on the field with you? Oh, okay, well, we got Anissa, who was with us like two years ago. We got Vivian, we got Lily, we got Grace, we got Maya DeSoto, big Maya, we got Gretchen, Oh my God, I'm trying to think. No, well, what was it about those girls that you're listing and the ones you're thinking of? What is it about them that made you think of them first? I was just honestly like 
I think I was like pretty close to them while I was playing with them and they definitely made my experience every year better. Like I got really close with them. Obviously it was sad to see them go, but they made like my time here really fun. E squared, Erica Estrada now joining us, center fielder extraordinaire. Uh, I am so sorry that I missed that clip of you diving for that ball at South Hills. I'm so, the, the fence was high, so like my camera was up over the fence, so I couldn't get it around. That's my bad, I promise. I'll be all, I'll be all over where I can get center field on the film for the championship game. But uh, first of all, tell me, how do you make those catches? How do you control your body so much that you are running full tilt boogie, but then you're able to like extend your arm and dive into that ball? Um, honestly, I'm just, I, once I see it off the bat, I'm just running and honestly, my body just jumps for it. Like, I don't even think about it. Like, it's honestly just natural. Like, whatever happens, like, if my body wants to jump, it'll jump and I just land with it, I guess. So it's kind of more about the read off the bat to where you're, you're trying to go in a direct line. Yeah, like, if I think it's in the air and it, it's any, like, in the vicinity of me, I'm like, okay, that's got to be caught. So I'm just going 100% at it, and if I need to dive, then my body will just leap out, and I hope that I catch it. Is it so, yeah, it is muscle memory, practice, doing all that stuff. So you've been playing softball your whole life, right? Yeah, yeah. I definitely think just the me playing outfield for, like, the past, like, five years, getting, like, seeing it off the bat, getting used to the reads, and then just diving for the past three years has also helped me and just make sure that I once I ca catch it, my glove goes up and I don't let it go out of my glove. So no fear? You, you didn't have to get over the fear of, uh, of throwing your face forward like that? No, I was kind of only scared of when it would like, when it was like a high pop up in front of me. Cause like maybe what if I dove too much and it lands on me? But I mean, I got over that pretty quick. Once I started making catches, it was fun. Did you play, you're very athletic, obviously. Did you play other sports growing up? No, I did gymnastics for like not even a year when I was like five. So it was just all about softball? Yeah, all softball. What, what was it about softball that made you so, you know, excited to come out there and learn a, learn a new skill like that? Um, well, my older cousin, Paul, he played baseball and like I kind of like looked up to him because like it's the same sport almost. So just seeing him like have fun with his team when he was in high school, we would go watch his games. And so I'm a great age younger than him. He's like mid-20s, so like just being able to watch him growing up kind of like was my role model for the sport. That, that's really cool. So you obviously love softball. What clubs did you play for? I did. I played at Harwell when I was growing up, and then my first travel team was Hustlers, Lakewood Hustlers, the Lakewood coach. He was the coach of it. And I played for him for like three and a half, four years, and then I joined USA Athletics. So why come to Milliken? Why be a Ram? What went into that decision? Well, my Lakewood is my home school, so that was like a factor that like I could go there. But my sister came here. She's older. She's two years. She graduated already. But just wanting like a new like like set of eyes as a coach because Andy has already been my coach for four years. So it would have been another four years on top of that. And I just wanted like a new kind of eyes, you know, a new like perspective on everything that I do just to like take what I like and mold myself as a player. Well, you never could have guessed that you would then have another group of coaches. You would have multiple groups of coaches yeah. here, at, here at Milliken. So what has it been like with this group, with Coach Lear and, and, and the whole team? Especially after last year with Akemi, you know, and everything happening, getting Michelle and Mathis, who are also USA coaches, but for a younger age, it like, it's been good because it's helped me like mold myself because they have just so much different 
like ideas on like how to like play the game different from my travel coaches so being able to like nitpick and like get everything I want from different coaches and everything it's just like truly like helped everyone on this team like we're all just taking little things that we can and to make ourselves better. You've also got the, the assistant coach Dale Mollette who's been here as long as I can remember you know what I mean he, he's like a stalwart here just talk about what he brings to the team and the coaching staff. I love coach Dale he's like my favorite coach ever being with him for three years and like him being here for like 20 like something years he is always talking about like the all the coaches that he's um played with and that like what they did to like do this like he's always talking about like oh we need to work on bunts like this is what this one coach did when I when I was here she did this and like he's always bringing new drills to the outfield like we're not going to do the same thing we're going to do something else so he's always like changing up the routine keeps us on our toes a little bit so as much as the drills are weird the outfielders we like them it helps us so I love him Awesome, but yeah, the orth unorthodox stuff usually does put you in the best position to do to do that stuff. You're talking about like that that, that muscle memory, obviously. Um, do you know any of the players that you have played here in the playoffs? Girls from South Hills, girls from Corona, girls from Mission Viejo. Are you familiar with any of these uh, opponents? I know a few off La Habra, and then I knew like players on Milliken knew from South Hills and Corona. They play with them on travel ball. So I only knew a few, but my teammates knew a, a little bit. So being able to like, oh, how's your team? And, they're, and they don't say too much, but like you get a little bit of what they're like. And Wait, you wouldn't like. say too much either, right? Because they're no. asking you the same question? No, we're sewn shut. <laughs> yeah, so, how, so what is that like? What it, you know, obviously you go through the Moore League where, you know, you, you played for Andy Miramontes, who is now at Lakewood. So you know those girls at Lakewood. You know everybody else in the league. You guys are always talking to each other during the games, which I love. I, lo I love that league style. Yeah. But it, when it's in the playoffs, does it feel different? Do you like knowing them? Do you like going into this Mission Viejo game on Friday not knowing the Diablos? Um, I don't think any of us know anyone on Mission Viejo. So that's going to be a little different because we're not going to have, like, a little insider kind of. But during the CIF playoffs, we've been, like, like we've been texting our travel group chats, like, hey, has anyone played this team? Has anyone played this team? How are their pitchers? Like, what are they like? Can they hit? And so a lot of our teammates on travel have told us, like, oh, the pitcher, she, this is what she pitches. Like, this is her sequence. Like, just telling us a little bit about the team and how they are. Oh, they, they got a loud mouse. They talk a lot in the dugout. Or they're a big hitting team. So just, like, going into the game, knowing a little bit about them helps us, like, okay, we got to keep our energy up or lay off that pitch. Like, just helps us throughout yeah, the Yeah, so you, you feel like the more uh, available information, the, the more prepared you are. Yeah, it kind of just gives us, like, a, a preview of what we're about to face. So, like, we kind of, like, mentally prepare for it and we can practice like what we know they're gonna do awesome that's great great stuff kids say what's up to your dad for me <laughs> Got it. third baseman Ari Ramirez coming over to the visitors dugout while the inner squad scrimmage still continues you guys have a good vibe today you, you do you feel that too mm -hmm. yeah yeah you kind of loose very is that how you've been all season or is that something you guys have worked on now that the games are getting a little bit more tense I think we've been like that all season maybe like in the beginning we were a little like tense just a little bit nervous but i think now like we know what we got so we're good well you've given me the best quotes about the relationship you guys had to cultivate with your new coaches mm -hmm. was that kind of where that tenseness maybe came from a little bit kind of yeah. dealing with a new group of uh of leaders yeah for sure yeah tell me a little bit about that i know we've talked about it before mm -hmm. but, but for everybody out there talk to talk to me a little bit about what it was like to introduce a new group of coaches into an already pretty successful team mm -hmm. and then how it didn't go very well at first um uh, like i feel like i've said this every time but like we just weren't open-minded like i feel like 
we didn't want them to be right. Like we wanted to be right, and we didn't want like anything to change. Like we had what we had, and we were like, we're unbeatable. Like we don't need to change. And I think that was like our mindset, and that's why we they didn't get along, or we didn't get along. We weren't open to any new ideas. So yeah. Yeah, the new ideas that that is so interesting because they're they're new because you guys had been good, right? Mm-hmm. If you weren't good and they came <laughs> in, you'd be like, "Oh man, tell tell us all the things." Yeah. But like even down to I was just talking to Cami about it, even down to calling out the numbers before every pitch. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that's that's a completely different approach to your mental preparedness. It mm-hmm. slows the game down a little bit. Do you like that? I like that, especially when we're playing Lakewood and it's so loud. <laughs> so I like that. Yeah. That, that, that is cool. So obviously I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about the offense. Mm-hmm. I was talking to the other pitchers as well and, and kind of what they were doing. And, and the offense for you guys has been so interesting to me because it's not one style. It's almost as every single batter in the lineup approaches their at-bat differently, mm-hmm. which has got to be really difficult for an opposing pitcher. Do, do you agree? Do you think you guys have a lot of different ways to, to attack an at-bat? Yeah, I think so. I think it comes from everyone coming from different child ball teams. Right, because they learn different ways. Yeah, yeah. Well, what travel team were you on, that, 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 and which way did you learn? Um, I'm on Corona Angels, and our approach is very aggressive, but not, like, overly aggressive where it's, like, would calm down. So ours is just, like, attack a good pitch up and early. Attack good pitch up and early is always a good idea. I got to do that more in uh, MLB The Show. I'm, <laughs> I'm, too, I'm too patient. Um, so why do you think that this group – has been so successful offensively if everybody's kind of, you know, doing something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I think just swinging the bat hard and trusting that the person behind you is going to help you out as well. So, yeah. J- yeah, so it's not as much overthinking it. It's just kind of yeah. like keeping it simple. Yeah, and then not putting so much pressure on yourself or there's not one person here that, like, I feel carries. I feel everyone, like, pitches in. You have like, an incredible view of, uh, of these two pitchers, uh, Ava and Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're at third base. You can get, you can get kind of close, you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, so when you're, when you're that close, tell us all how they're different, why they're different, and why they're so successful. Um, I think they're different because they have two different personalities. So I think they bring their personalities onto the field. So it's different talk. It's different like pep talks when I go up there. Um, it's different jokes. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think it makes them so successful because of how different they are. Because if we had two of the same pitcher, then it wouldn't really be a one-two punch like um, we say. Right, right, yeah, that, that, that's a great point. Um, I asked Cammy this and she gave me a really good answer, so I'm gonna ask you too. Mm-hmm. But you spent a lot of time on this field as a Millican softball player. So in the future, when you look back at, as your, at your time as a Millican softball player, what do you think one of the first thing is that, you, that you're gonna think of? I think our chemistry, how much fun we have, and um, like just the vibes. Just the vibes? Just the vibes. Who just sent a blast? Who, who Katie, was that? Katie, Katie. Katie. Katie Narr just absolutely crushed a ball <laughs> to dead center field. And that is definitely on the audio of this yeah, interview. That, that's for is. sure. Uh, t- talk about Katie. She's not exactly the uh, the loud person in the dugout. She's a little soft-spoken. Yeah, um, I think she talks through her bat. And like, as you can tell. As you, as you, can, as you heard, she <laughs> speaks through her bat. The girl who talks with her bat, straight from hitting a dinger to doing the interview with us, Katie Narr, thank you for uh, thank you for taking the time after your round tripper. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, a little out of breath. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. You, you don't loaf around the bases out here for Millican softball. You, you guys hustle, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you know, I've asked everybody a bunch of questions, but just kind of how are you feeling? What does it feel like to be out on this field, preparing for a championship game? 
it feels really good especially knowing that we weren't supposed to be here we weren't even ranked and like now we beat like the number one and the number four and number 16 so it feels really good to like be out here be in this position be able to compete on this stage it just feels really good D yeah so do you kind of take pride in being the underdog no i really do because this team worked so hard especially with new coaches with everything that we've been learning it like people didn't think we we're gonna have a successful season and we're playing in the championship tomorrow night yeah yeah that's pretty, that's pretty special the league schedule is grueling yeah. you guys have to play really good teams and you all know each other really well but then you get into the playoffs and you're playing really good teams that you don't know really well so how do you overcome that lack of information in games against really good teams like South Hills or Corona Centennial? I think we just had to like go back to the basics, keep it simple for like pitching, just do what you do. Like don't let the team name or their record or whatever get to us. And especially for hitting, just think up the middle, gap to gap, line drives. Don't try to do too much. And on defense, just like staying where our feet are. Don't let the moment get bigger than you. Why do you think these coaches have been so successful, uh, you know, now that they're just not even a year into being here? Why, why did it happen so fast that you guys were able to to click? Because when you first got here, as, uh, as Ari told us multiple times in articles and on this podcast, it didn't start well. You guys yeah, didn't mesh it didn't. immediately. It didn't start well, but I think after our first loss against Lakewood, we really dialed in and we really just had to like be like, okay, we have to trust what they're doing. Even if some girls didn't agree with it, you just have to do it for the team. That's incredible because that game kind of felt like a shifting point for you, your season in the entire Moore League. I mean, Vic goes down on the last play, so you lose the game and you also lose your ace. Yeah. How did you guys deal with that in the coming days after that where you kind of didn't know what the rest of your season was going to look like? Well, we did miss Victoria, but I think Ava was also an equally as good pitcher, and I knew that she was going to carry us and like help us succeed in more league and in CIF, so both pitchers really helped us this season. They, they really have, it, and I was saying to Ari, she's got a great view of it. You also have a great view of those two girls doing their thing over yeah. there at first base. You know, why do you think that they've been so successful? I think because they know how to like keep the moment like controlled. They know how to control their emotions. They know how to not let anything get bigger than what it is. They know how to hit their spots and just pitch and play catch. How do you do that? How do you control your emotions? Because you seem cool, calm, and collected at all times. <laughs> um, personally, I just try to like, you know, just like remember, like not try to think too much because when I start to overthink, then that's when not the best results come. But I just try to be like, okay, it was if I make a mistake, it was one play. It is what it is. Move on. And I just try to like think to myself, just like, okay, like you're fine. Breathe. Just think about random things that have nothing to do with softball to just get my mind off what's happening. Well, uh, keep your mind on hitting another one of those bombs on Friday night, okay? <laughs> I will try. <laughs> Again, the championship game is Friday, 6.30, Irvine, Barber Park, Milliken, Mission Viejo. Obviously, you're going to be able to follow the live updates at the562.org and all the coverage thereafter. Best of luck to the Rams, and we'll see you in the stands, Long Beach. Take care.